Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On a great day for talk radio, so much to really uh, try to address here this afternoon in a timely fashion. Of course, the market's being roiled. Uh, our friend John Turley Ewart is going to join us a little later in the program. He's got the extensive experience on Bay and Wall Streets. He's a risk management consultant, usually with our Wednesday panel, but uh, we're going to press him into active duty after the 5 o'clock news. Coming up shortly after the news at the top of the hour, Lawrence Ben-Eliezer, uh, legal analyst, Toronto criminal lawyer on this case of Tess Ritchie, the young girl from uh, North Bay who was strangled in an alleyway uh, in the gay village back in 2017, and uh, the alleged or the accused uh, testifying earlier today. And I'm kind of curious how that works when uh, somebody is testifying, if in fact that's necessary to do here, you know, with our criminal code and procedures. Uh, Lawrence Ben-Eliezer will answer that. Then a wild story uh, involving a friend of mine and a neighbor effectively, uh, who's been harassed, intimidated, had all kinds of hate mail directed his way by an anonymous source, and it's gotten to be uh, very violent, threatening. He's uh, a real estate broker of some renown in the neighborhood in Leaside, and so uh, he may be a a high-profile target. Nobody knows uh, who's doing this. He certainly doesn't. He's got the police looking into it. Uh, No answers of satisfaction anyway, so He'll be joining us, and then David Shipley, who is the uh, CEO of Boceron Security, Global News Radio cybersecurity expert and technology analyst, to uh, address some of his concerns and how he might actually really try to get to the source of all of this. It's uh, very disruptive to his life, his family's life. Some of the members of his family just freaking out over this, and so we'll uh, share that story with you after the 4 o'clock news. Right now we've been talking about, well... Folks freaking out over the COVID-19, understandable. Canada having announced in B.C. an elderly resident at a long-term care home in North Vancouver. Uh, the first death recorded, known death due to the COVID-19. That was earlier today. Uh, so one death in the country. About uh, 62 cases in all that have been concerned, uh, considered positive. And it's had an, its impact on uh, all kinds of things as we've seen. People traveling to foreign destinations And now we hear that there are certain companies that uh, offer up travel insurance that will no longer do that. They'll stop covering coronavirus-related trips or cancellations due to the COVID-19. Let's find out what's going on in that industry. Martin Firestone is the president of Travel Secure, travel insurance broker. Martin Firestone, good afternoon and welcome to The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. All right, so uh, effectively, when you've got these two major companies, uh, Manulife and Tugo, no longer covering new customers and need to cancel the trips because of COVID-19, is that effectively saying folks can't get cancellation insurance at this point? Yeah, it's saying I was explaining to someone that you're, uh, you, you want house insurance and, and the bedroom's on fire, so you can't insure the house, which kind of makes sense when you put it out like that. But at the end of the day, that's correct. You can no longer purchase it and then exercise the 
the one clause you could have ever exercised with respect to the coronavirus, and that's the government advisory. So that's off the table with those two, and I suspect could, could lead to others. Right. So the advisory comes after the fact. You've already purchased your trip, and you could cancel because the government has pretty much suggested, hey, don't travel there. You had a way out. Non-essential travel is the wording they use, and you, you could have exercised your full refund of whatever amount you insured based on that one loan clause, which, by the way, has been around for a long time, but strictly was political unrest, uh, uncertainty, whatever. But now, all of a sudden, it's taken on this, this whole new life with the word, you know, COVID-19 or coronavirus. Well, how integral is that? I mean, for example, uh, somebody wants to cancel because a relative dies or so on and so forth, not from COVID-19, but, you know, you have something, uh, a situation at home. uh, It's not directly related to COVID-19 or your fears about that. Right. You just couldn't get the insurance. Go ahead. Yeah, let's not forget everything that always was still is with the exception of that one clause with respect to the government advisory. So in the old days, why people bought trip cancellation, I'm saying old days, but what I mean is prior to March the 4th or 5th, if they got ill the night before they were supposed to leave or an immediate family member got ill, elderly parents, something like that, those those reasons are still the reasons why one should still purchase trip cancellation and they still will be honoured. The clause that's out, for lack of a better word, is that is that um, uh, government warning for non-essential travel. So, so far, China, Iran, and now northern Italy, that's the one that really seems to be hitting home with a lot of my client base at this time. All right. And so those uh, are the countries, I guess, it makes perfect sense. I mean, the insurance companies uh, don't want to cover you for those. But if you're going to some place that's not been touched by this right now, uh, can you still get travel insurance? You can still from some various other insurers, and it would still pay if, in fact, one day the the rest of Italy was added to that non-essential list, like Rome or something like that, you'd be covered. Uh, France, Germany, London, anywhere, that that would all be covered if you bought it when there was no non-essential policy in place. The minute it gets put in place, you can't buy travel insurance with the expectation of thinking you can use it for that one cause. Yep. What kind of impact is this going to have on the travel market? Well, it's huge. I mean, th- there's so many things unfolding. Uh, it's fluid at best. I mean, today what I'm hearing, as I'm starting to see lots of cancellations for medical insurance now, because they're saying I'm not going on the trip, so I don't need my medical insurance now. So that's how it's hitting from the typical uh, broker's side. But the real fear, and this is where it just has come out today, is that people are concerned that if they're coming home from a cruise, their companies, their employers are telling them, you have to be quarantined two weeks before you can walk back in the office. So they say, I can't even go on this cruise because I can't afford taking off two weeks holidays and then be told I can't come into work for two weeks. So it's becoming absolutely crazy as of today. As of today. Uh, so well, Just in what I'm seeing, because people are now realizing their employers are telling them, if you go on a cruise, there's a good chance you can't come back into the office, regardless of whether anyone had coronavirus on that cruise or not. Wow. So the ripple effect uh, is, I mean, it's just spreading out exponentially. I'm understanding, though, that... Uh, Some of the major air carriers, Air Canada, WestJet, Air Transat, uh, they've got a new policy in place uh, where they're actually increasing coverage during this outbreak. Uh, If you're booking a flight between March 4th and 31st for travel over the next 12 months, they will allow you to make changes at a later date free of charge. Yeah, everyone seems to be coming to the table now. 
which I think is a great thing. So you've got the tour companies, you've got the cruise companies, and you've got the airlines now. They're all recognizing the fact that they have to do something that's a, in somewhat of a goodwill gesture to, to keep their customers. A lot of them are offering two years to use the trip. Okay, I had someone today, a $30,000 cruise, and the, the cruise company said, you don't want to go? That's fine with us. You've got two years to use it. Ideally, you'd like the 30000 back on your cart, but having said that, the two-year opportunity and offer, I guess, is, is, a, is a good olive branch for, you know, in that sense. What about certain cards? They cover travel insurance, don't they? They, they do. At best, though, you know, read the fine print and just see what's covered and what's not covered, including whether a government advisory could possibly kick in. So it's, it's all relative to the card and the type of card you have. There's so many different ins and outs that you've got to be really careful. Is there a, a premium type of coverage, uh, as I understand it, cancel for any reason, or CFAR? Uh, is that yeah, still CFAR. in <laughs> that That's become a, a real uh, buzzword in the last couple of weeks. It is. But I myself have not been a proponent. A, the cost is is uh, huge uh, versus typical trip cancellation is about 5 to 7% of the of the sum insured as far as as high as 20 to 25% of the total cost so think about it and some tremendous exclusions like it has to be purchased within 48 hours of the deposit where you don't have that sort of uh, scenario when you're just pick, uh, buying typical trip cancellation and it only returns 75% at best if you do exercise uh, the um, the clause 48 hours before you're supposed to go. And one insurance today, although I don't know if it's out yet, is reducing the 75 down to 50%. So they're all starting to try to look at what they're faced. And it's all about risk. At the end of the day, it's risk. And if this is opening up a huge risk uh, uh, opportunity, they've got it. They've got to clamp down a bit and try to uh, reduce those uh, chances. Right. That's what the insurance is all about, right? It's mitigating risk for both parties. And in this case, when you set a $30,000 cruise at those premium prices for the CFAR, cancel for any reason, that's like six grand or 7500 bucks. Huge, huge. But you don't have to give an excuse and you don't have to say anything. I'm canceling for no reason at all. But with that comes quite a large premium. And uh, you're faced with the dilemma, did you do it all right? Because it's just a host of all little things that have to be done properly in order for that to be uh, uh, paid out. Wow. Uh, this is just another dimension to the whole COVID-19 thing that's uh, roiling uh, a lot of industries. Martin, I appreciate you coming on and telling us all about it. My pleasure. Thank you. You got a Martin Firestone, president of Travel Secure, travel insurance broker. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.